Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kingdoms Queens podcast. We are officially nine days away from NFL kickoff. I cannot believe it. Nine days. Um, we finally made it. We're in the single digits. So exciting. Um, so today is actually the official roster cutdown day for the entire NFL. Um, 53-man roster cutdown day. It's been a huge day of NFL news, and there is a lot to discuss. So we are so excited to be with you all. I'm your host, Lexi. I'm Chrissy. I'm Jody. Hey, y'all. So, yes, um, it has been a very, very interesting day in the NFL, more so in Chiefs Kingdom. I mean, we're not going to discriminate to the other teams. They got some drama happening there, too, i.e. Colts, Niners. Like, it's a lot going on, but... Yeah. Um, a lot of things happened in uh, Chiefs Kingdom today. And I think one thing that we always, you know, I've kind of been harping on all season long is like today is like one of the toughest days in the NFL because you don't have cuts throughout the whole entire year. They're all today. They're all today. So um, it's kind of bittersweet because there's a lot of guys that you love to see and then they're gone. Uh, yeah. And you can only just hope that some of them get picked up through the waivers or maybe make it back to our practice squad. So um, I guess we just got to figure out where we want to start first. I guess we can just jump into the Chris Jones news. Um, I think that was shocking, but maybe not shocking to a lot of Chiefs fans. He was listed today on the reserve did not report list. Um, And what that means is He did not show up. They did not come to an agreement on a contract. And Chris Jones is going to probably miss week one, possibly week two also. Um, And then if he misses anything past those two weeks, then it's going to be just money out of his bank. Right. So let's kind of just get into what we've been talking about for the last three hours is Chris Jones not being on this do not report list. Spicy. I just, you know, I, I know he's got the Cats brothers as his agents, um, but he's really Cats brothers, like big client, right? They're like, oh look, we got Chris Jones, and no offense. Well, actually, no. Their next biggest client is offense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm giving offense right now. Okay. They are giving him horrific advice because. Right now, he's literally losing money out of his own pocket. And the longer he holds out, the bigger the guarantee that we are going to tag him and trade him to actually get something for him next season. I just don't understand what kind of advice they're giving him and why Chris hasn't just like, I mean, I don't know, obviously behind the scenes. I just feel like Chris at some point could probably be like, hey, guys, like this is getting ridiculous. Like, I want to play. So let's figure out a way to get this done. Um, but I also, I look at like the end game here and I got to wonder if he sits out a lot of this season, there's no way he's going to a get defensive player of the year. Like he claimed he was going to get this season and B his stats aren't really going to look super awesome. So to me, even if he doesn't sign this extension this season with the chiefs, Who's going to offer him a bigger contract than potentially what the Chiefs are offering him right now next season when he doesn't have the numbers to back it up anymore and he's sat out for however long he's going to be sitting out? I just don't see 
how the end game works in Chris's favor here. I, I guess I just don't understand that. And maybe that's why I'm just a, a fan and not an NFL agent or something. I just don't see how this is working out in Chris's favor, I guess. So plus he's turning a lot of a fan base against him. And I don't think he wants that either. So I don't know. What do you guys Yeah, think? I, I'm not fully understanding the motives here. Like you said, I mean, it's, we love Chris Jones, right? In, in Chiefs Kingdom. Like, that's not a question. But the way he's gone about this entire situation is very, very confusing. Yeah. Um, I I don't understand. It, it's, it's not benefiting anyone except potentially his agents. Right. right. And even then, is it really benefiting them? Because you're now withholding your client. If he doesn't show up there's a really good chance that Chris Jones doesn't show up for week one. Um, And if he doesn't show up for week one, you're withholding your client from achieving defensive player of the year. Like he said, he wanted to win. Um, There's all these individual accolades. He's not going to win because you're holding him back. So in my opinion, it's not smart on any, any way. I can't even think of the word right now. Any part of the spectrum for him to sit out. Um, Because you, if you want another contract for next season, let's say with maybe not even the chiefs with another team. Yeah. Just anyway. If you sit out for four five, six, seven, eight games, you're not going to get those individual accolades that can get you another contract with another team. Right. The chiefs know you're, worth and it might not be and the thing is is like people are like oh well he was only offered this i don't think anyone actually knows what he's been offered nobody has reported on any of the actual numbers no there's no. not an actual nobody accurate report like it's nobody has actually. disclosed it's anything no it's so so i mean if you're offered okay 28 million a year and that's not worth it for you to play for your team. It's just, it's just getting to such a point that's so beyond frustrating. And I understand like chiefs players probably look at it from a different standpoint because they're like, okay, we're also wanting to be paid by this team. We're also, this is a business, whatever, whatever. But does there come a point where it's like for Chris Jones, like tell your agents, like you can't afford, like it's not worth missing eight weeks of pay for a potential other contract that's only going to put you under in the future. Right. So I just, I just don't understand the motives here. Um, It doesn't seem to benefit either side, honestly, but at this point I'm so exhausted by it that I like, I put nothing past him. It would not surprise me if Chris Jones doesn't show up until week eight. Like he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he never played. Again, for the Chiefs. I'm kidding. I would honestly just sat out. Like, nothing would surprise me anymore. No, nothing. So. Because that's exactly what his attitude's giving. That's how I feel about everything. Everything you just said is what I was about to say. Um, I think the same thing. Actually, no, I'm not even going to talk about it because I don't want to beat a dead horse because you both just said it. But there was a tweet earlier that came out that was really interesting that um, made me feel a little bit better. Um, it said with Chris Jones going on this reserve did not report list, he will now he will not count towards the team's 53-man roster. 
And with that being said, his $19.5 million base salary will not count towards the cap hit. So one right. conversation that we were having earlier was with Chris Jones sitting out, and this was literally probably minutes right before this report came out. With Chris Jones sitting out, we understand that we only have roughly about $200,000 in the bank, um, period, before, you know, after with all of this going on. So what that means is, is us only having $200,000, you can't go out and get any player for that. And right. we all know that the trade deadline is October 31st. 31st. So if yeah. you wanted to go back and, you know, watch how the defense did to possibly go out and maybe to get another player, we didn't have the money to actually do that. But now with it seeing is that we're going to have at least $19.5 million available, it kind of makes us feel like, okay, we do have options that are out there. Does Carlos Dunlap still want to play football? Is he That's what I'm hoping. possibly go back out and get? Or, you know, who do we have to restructure? Or who do we possibly work on getting their extension done now to free up a little bit more cap space, which is something we might have had to do? But now we're like, okay, we're in a little bit better shape. So, I mean, I will say like that is the one thing that gave me the most relief because I don't think Chris Jones is going to be here week one. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he didn't show up week two, especially because we're going against a really great Jaguars team and it's going to be really hot. And I think our defense is going to get put to the test yeah. before during that game. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he for sure set out those first two games. Um just because it, with going on this list, it allows you to miss those first two games. But I, I don't know. I mean, you guys said it. I think him not being here is going to, one, it's only making himself look bad. Um, but two, at the same time, it's like, well, what's your motive here? And my biggest thing is, is what if you do finally come back? Are you in shape? Are you in football shape? Are you going to get injured? What if we do give you this extended contract and you come back and you're not the Chris Jones who we ended the season off with last year? Right. And it's So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things about that that are a little frustrating. But what if this Chiefs defense is a top 15 defense? I know we said with him we would be a top 10. But what if without him we're still a top 15 and we're actually kind of winning games because this offense goes out and puts up 42 points a game? I think I think based off of that, Jody, what you're saying, I could see because our defense is so young. Very. I, I would love to see us bring in like a Carlos Dunlap, and not even necessarily to get like a you know ton of snaps. Maybe be a third down snap guy, something like that. But to be at that veteran presence that helps these young guys really take it to the next level. Let much like our secondary had to do last year. Next yeah. one up, young guys coming into play because we had no choice. Well, right now. Our defensive line, guess what? We have no choice. Chris Jones is not here. So it is up to you guys. It is up to you guys to make the difference and help this defense because it all starts with the D-line. The, the stronger your D-line is, the easier the job is for everybody else on that team. So I think you take these young leaders like Nick Bolton, George Karloftis, um, Willie Gay, um, Trent McDuffie. You take all these young, young leaders who know what it takes to make it to the mountaintop and take it all the way. And you really put your weight, your leadership on those guys. And just, 
I don't know, play with a chip on your shoulder. Be like, you know what? Yeah. They don't believe that we can do anything because Chris Jones isn't here. Yeah, well, we'd like him to be here, sure, but he's not. So it's up to us. We don't want to let this team down. And I think they they could surprise some people. I'm not saying they're going to start off being amazing, but they could surprise some people. I've got faith in them. I really do. So yeah. You know, what? I'm so mad at myself. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm off the text, y'all. Oh, no. Oh, I know why. Oh. I know why you're mad at yourself. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Lucy. My bad. <laughs> and no, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, you at this point, our team has to play like Chris Jones is injured, right? Like, play like he's injured. It's next man up. Let's pretend he broke his wrist and he's out for six weeks at this point. <laughs> like, oh my god, what I, a terrible injury! What? <laughs> I'm saying, the injury. You said. Oh yeah. What a terrible oh, really? injury. Awful, awful injury. Injury to the ego. He's got a hangnail. <laughs> you know, he would get out for a hangnail at this point. I think so. he probably would. Sorry. So, no, it's you know what. What's unfortunate is that it's a lot of Chiefs fans have changed their mind how they feel about him because of how he's treated our team in this time, and it's like none of us. Okay, let's take it back to Super Bowl 57 and we win and Chris Jones is elite in the playoffs and he did fantastic. And he was a big reason for us winning. Every chiefs fan was in love with him. Yeah. And I don't think any of us could have ever imagined that this is how the situation was going to pan out. Do you, it wasn't, there was no, but do you think we would have even had last year's Super Bowl? Do you think Chris Jones would have been here last year? if We would have got that Super Bowl then. Wait, what? what? <laughs> the one, the first one. The we both thought. So <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 what? So running back here, the the one we lost. If Chris Jones would have no. still been here, I mean, if we would have won that year, the Super Bowl that we lost, if you think he would have been here for this one, they should be three times Super Bowl champions. Yeah, but he didn't really do much in that Super. But Bowl. he would have got paid because he would have been. I mean, not necessarily would have gotten paid then, but he would have been able to use that as leverage. Yeah, but you know, I'd look at his stats and be like, okay, but how much did you? So what you're saying is butts kicked. What you're saying <laughs> is two and a half years ago, Chris Jones wasn't all that great, but he had been paid. He was on under a second contract. I think he was on his way up. He wasn't at his peak. I think he was yeah, he was projecting upwards, which is why the team paid him because they saw he was going upwards. But right now, I I don't see him necessarily keep going up. I think, you know, he may have another year if he played where he is, but I think he's going to be on the downward trend of his career. He's hit his peak. He's getting into his thirties. Like y'all know when she hit 30, it it just, it sucks. It hurts. It's just downhill. downhill. (laughs) (laughs) So I do want to say, um, we kind of should have seen this coming towards us. Um, when Adam Schefter tweeted out at 1247 PM that, (laughs) <laughs> there was nothing. What a jerk. First of all, let's talk about the way Adam Schefter. Oh my God. Out, you know what's funny is I read that tweet and I like, I didn't see what the rest of chief's kingdom saw. I just read it and I was like, Oh, we got some guy from the Raiders. Okay. Right. I didn't even see. And then I like read it after everyone started panicking and I was like, Oh, he did kind of yeah. that in a bad way. Well, didn't that's he? a terrible way to put it. But <laughs> terrible. Terrible. We did go out. We did make a trade. We gave a six-round pick for um, a defensive tackle from the Raiders, Neil Farrell, who is 25. 
Um, he did not have a great season last year. He had no tackle. I mean, I'm sorry. He had no sacks. I think no pressures. Um, but he's young. And we know that bringing him in here is more so like a defense, like depth piece. Not no. necessarily you coming in here as a starter. You coming in here and just kind of learning the ways of the land under SPACs. So yeah. we know that. But I feel like we should have kind of took that as a hint that we went after a defensive tackle at 1 p.m. and knew that something yeah. was going on. I feel they've like they've been really quiet, too. Chris Jones has been quiet for, like, five days now. Yeah, it's like well, after he went back and forth with Chiefs fans, he suddenly is, like, it's, like, quiet. There's he actually nothing. posted on he posted on his Instagram today and I missed oh. it. But a few people let me know on Twitter in his Instagram story that he said something like, I'm not going to uh stray for my worth kind of thing. Okay, well, you don't have to, babe. But that's what <laughs> he said. So I feel like it's pretty much written. Well, and that's the problem. Chris Jones' agent has a number. I don't even know if it's Chris Jones at this point. I think Chris Jones' agent has the number. And Beach is like, yeah. Beach and Clark Hunter are like, well, here's ours. So you can take it or leave it. And yep. while we're in this Mahomes era, we know that we're okay. This year might not be a Super Bowl year, unfortunately. But we not, that doesn't mean that next year. We also we'll said that last year, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, Tyreek Hill and – um chris jones i know it's different but i want to say though i said this on twitter earlier but if patrick mahomes can figure out how to win a super bowl without tyree hill and then without chris jones he can't say so that he can figure out how to play it i'm saying he can figure out how to win a super bowl without both of those yeah i see what you're saying like what mahomes is like another level of like players yeah, because Tom, no, that's what I'm Tom saying. Brady, yeah. He's amazing. I don't see Tom Brady always had a great defense, and you exactly. can't just credit him for that. That is amazing. That's that Tom right. Brady always had a great defense that they gave him that. Yeah, but look at you. like Patrick's you. never had that, and look what <laughs> he he's never done. That. Never, so. he's never had that, and I think that's what someone said earlier. Like, you know, it's all about the next man up mentality. Whoever yeah. steps into this role, you, you have to be the next man up, but. There ain't no just replacing Chris Jones at the same time, right? It's not like this is just like yeah, a luxurious sneak. You can right. Trent McDuffie out there or someone who will be able to give somewhat of that type of level of play still. Yeah. We don't have that guy on our defensive line. Um, no. But to be fair, last season started off very rough for this defense with Chris Jones. And they finally started clicking after so many games. I can see that still being a very high possibility. It's just the AFC is really, really good this year. And they weren't nearly as great as they were last year. So, you know, we could possibly have a loss that could bite us in the butt at the back half of the year. Yeah. And I've really loved, um, I don't know how much you guys have listened to the interviews that George Karloftis has done this, um, like training camp and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He is looking at this the exact way I would want someone to look at it. You know, he's he's going out there. He's working his butt off. He's trying to help the new guys, just like Frank Clark did for him last year. Just yeah, 
keep it chill with the stomach issues. Okay, George, thanks so much. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, I just, I really feel like George Karloftis might surprise us this year. He really started coming into his own that second half of last season. And I think he's going to want to build on that. And I think he's going to want to go out there and show everybody that the second half of last season wasn't just a fluke. He wants to yeah. show that he is that guy. So I think George Karloftis furious George, if you will. Um, I think he might surprise us this year. I so. mean, in the whole offseason, he was with Tom Bahali. Exactly. So like, like, what better guy to learn from? You can't you ask for anything better than that. And, I mean, I know someone asked earlier, like, who would have thought that it would be – I don't even know what today's date is um, – August 29th, and Chris Jones is still MIA. Right. No one would have never at the beginning. If we knew that this was going to play out the way that it did at the beginning of the draft, I'm pretty sure Beach and them would have been working up something. Some trade. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a quick question. I know we need to get into the 53, but does this tarnish Chris Jones's relationship with the Chiefs? And do we think that they will ever get to a contract agreement based off of how these things are playing out? Especially if he misses week one. I mean, hell, I will, Hill didn't even miss week one. Yeah, I, I will say that if you listen to any of Andy Reid's press conferences, I feel like you can read just how he feels about the Chris Jones situation. He is not, he is not happy. He's ticked off. He's annoyed about it. And you know what? I understand that. Like, you're the head coach of this team. He's supposed to be one of your leaders. He is still under contract, still under contract. And yeah. he's not showing up. So he is putting himself before the team. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Andy Reid likes that. He's always, like, says, you know, show your personality. But there are certain things under Andy Reid that you've seen yeah. what he's done in the past. People who thinks that their egos are bigger than the team, they're gone. They are not here. Marcus anymore. Peters, gone. Yeah. Guys yeah. like that, um, gone. You know, we just – I think that the relationship between Chris Jones and the Chiefs organization will never be what it was. We can thank Chris Jones for everything he's done for the Chiefs. He's helped us win Super Bowls. He's been there along the way. He's been a leader. But as of right now, the Chris Jones that I see now is not the Chris Jones that I've seen from the past. They are, like, two no. completely separate individuals. And it here. happened in a couple it's, of months, which is insane. Yeah. It's highly unfortunate. Um, yeah. And I think you're right, Chrissy. I think like Andy Reid, I don't know how you go back. Like if Chris Jones, let's say he shows up in three days, what the hell do you say to the guy? Right. I mean, Everyone I understand like, there's. Congratulations. But if he shows up and there's no contract, what's that conversation? What's the conversation? I mean, it's, it's very clear. It's abundantly clear how you feel. And I understand you are insanely good at your position you are probably the best in, in the league at your position yeah so you should be paid for that but if I'm Andy Reid and honestly if I'm Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and some of those guys I'm looking at him right now as like we all saw the video of Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones after the Super Bowl last season yeah. and they won and Patrick's like he smiles at him and he's like we're not done yet we're just getting started and Chris is like yeah and I'm like that's Where's such that a bummer guy? because so at that moment, at that time, Chris Jones thought he was going to get the bag he wanted. In his head, he was going to get the bag. I mean, and but do you think the bag he wanted then 
is the same bag that he wants. No, now. I think yeah. it's not Chrissy. I think he wants more money now. I think that they went through the off season. They seen, I mean, the chiefs were everywhere. 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 everywhere, all off season. And I think that his agency, cause I don't think it's his family. I honestly don't think it's his, no. family. his agency was like, you guys are everywhere. You're getting all of these endorsements. You're getting all these sponsorships. People want to see your faces. We might as well maximize and get as much money as we can. But I did hear something literally right before I hopped in here. That was really interesting. I happened to a 49ers, um, Thing on Twitter, and you know, I asked them. I was like, "Hey, from one frustrated um, fan to another frustrated fan, because they're dealing with Bosa. Talk to me about Nick Bosa. Like, what's yeah. the deal there? How much money is he looking for? Like, what type of deal is he looking for? And longest story short, they said that he doesn't want to be the highest paid in his position. He wants to be the highest paid defensive player in the league. I did not Ever. know that." And so I was wow. like, so does that mean, I was like, so you think he's waiting on Chris Jones then? And they were like, well, no, I think Chris Jones is waiting on him. And I was like, well, no, I don't, I don't think that. I think Nick Bosa is now waiting on Chris Jones if he's waiting to be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. So that was very shocking to me. We don't have to get into the Bosa family because we already know how they are with his dad and just they all got their own thing going on anyway. But that was um, just something that was really interesting to hear from a lot of the Niners. Yeah. Really yeah. involved with their I, teammates. So that kind I of makes me wonder about Chris Jones a little bit. I think the Bosa's, like you said, they're just like a different breed of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're an interesting bunch, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Woo. They are. They know. Th Whatever. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Not um, <laughs> but I think, I think, I, I honestly think they're playing off of each other a little bit. I really do. Um, I don't know how much, like what to, like to what extent that is. Yeah, but I do feel like a little think bit. They need communication for sure. Chris Jones and Nick yeah. Bosa. I'm sure they've had a few conversations. We've not seen something like this in a really long time, and it's like yeah. your two best defensive players in the entire league. Yeah, it's Chris Jones and Nick Bosa. Right, and they're both holding out, potentially not even playing week one. But so you, the NFL is like risking like they're that's like having Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes not play week one. Yeah, that's nuts. Like that's insane. That's nuts. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure we're gonna talk more about Chris Jones every single week until he shows up and then he, Oh, I can't wait. We're just gonna oh. keep having this conversation. I'm talking, oh, about, talking about Chris Jones at least for the next oh. week, for sure. Yay, love um, that. Because okay. even if he does come back, we're gonna be like, all right, what does he look like? Like, what's his development look like? How does, is he is he fat? Is he in shape? Is he slow? Can he bend? I honestly, what's his fat level? Like, we're gonna I think I think he's in shape. I think he'd be fine to play, but like, like he's not said, gonna be in like, football shape and, though. Not Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid's football shape is a different level of football shape yeah. than most other teams. For one, for yeah. two. I can't even imagine the conversation he would have with people showing up. Like if he just randomly pops up in a few days, what's, what's that conversation? Especially I, if he's not, I don't know. Especially if there's no contract. Like, I got to show this comment because this is, these are my people. Um, and we just refer to him as Voldemort at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sean, that was great. That made I, my day. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you must that not is hilarious. 
Okay. He who must much. not be named. I mean, no, but <laughs> on Chris Jones. I told y'all. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about Chris Jones, if you're okay with it. No. The thing, I, we have a, another comment that's talking about like trying to buy time to field trade offers. Here's the problem with trying to buy time to field trade offers. Right now, the Chiefs are stuck with him. Okay. Whether we get a trade or not, these teams can say, you know what? We're not going to give you what he's actually worth because we can just wait this out one more year and get him then without having to deal with you potentially. And so, they yeah. can franchise tag him next year and make him stay in Kansas City. Exactly. So <laughs> right now, while we might think like, hey, well, let's just trade him and try to get something for him, we wouldn't get what he's worth because teams can potentially just wait us out or along those lines. It's it's you know, I yeah, I, trust me. I wish we could at this point to free up some cap space, but they also have to take on his contract number. We're not a little bit, a little bit, a little more than, you know, the $2 we had before, but you know, but they would have to take on a a new contract. Plus they'd have to give up assets for them, like trades or picks or whatnot, potentially players. Like it's just, I don't see a trade being a realistic solution as nice as that would potentially be if he's just not going to play, you know? So anyway, that's all I had. That's all I had. Especially this year. Um, Yeah. It's not happening. And all he's doing is, y'all said it at the beginning, all he's doing is hurting himself because if he comes yeah. out here and he does not look as great as he's holding, as he's he's creating this pillar of himself that oh yeah like that. So I expect he, him to be like that when he comes back. And I don't know. If we go if we go 2-0 without Chris Jones, he is playing an extremely risky game. Very, very risky. If, if so, we know. Honestly, I hope we do at this point because you know what, Krista? Okay. I feel I'm like, like are you about to yell at us? No. Lexi's <laughs> going. Lexi's going. Go, I'm go. Like, I feel like being mean, I feel like being mean for a second. But you be know mean, what? Be sassy. If you want to troll us and you want to troll the fans that have no control over – your contract, we do not pay you. We have supported you thus far. Yeah. You know what? I hope, we do. I, hope, I hope we do win without you. Season ticket holder. I know I'm paying money on that. I hope, I hope we win and without you. I, I hope we win without you because snap, you're, screwing up, you're screwing the team over at this point. Yes, and I hope did. we win without you. Well, yeah. I said it last week. I don't like the fact that people are disrespecting this defense, saying they're Thank just going to be completely Agreed. awful without Chris Jones. That's- they have to hate that too. Our entire defense has yeah, to be like, what the I, hell? That's what I said earlier. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And they should. And I think Spags feels that way too. Yep. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of things brewing. I will yep. say, though, I'm very glad that our first two games are a really good defense and then a really good offense that's going to put a whole bunch of points up against us. Because I think it's going to really give the team and the players and everybody a super quick reality check of what adjustments they need to make to survive the rest of the season because the rest of the season Yeah, Yeah, we start out hot. So, like, those yeah. players are going to have to bring it day one. We don't yeah. slow down till like, week six. So, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, let's get into this roster. Um, there were a Ooh, lot. Yeah. Of- <laughs> there right. were a lot that was a weird reaction. Sorry. <laughs> Woo! There Woo! were a lot of guys waved and released today, which oh, kind of says that just took my woohoo down to woo. 
Well, I'm just going to actually name a few guys who a lot of people were high on, and then we could talk about them as it happens. So, uh, Dion Bush, a lot of people were high on him. Danny Connor. Shelton, a lot of people were high on him, especially because we went out and got this other guy. Anyway, um, Boydo, <laughs> I was high on Boydo, especially after this last preseason game. I thought maybe we could add him in at some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Bouchelle. Matt. The guy we protected all season all long. All season long. Um, Matt Bushman, Cole Christensen, Lee Halasi, Halasi, Halasi. I always say it wrong. One of them. Um, <laughs> Chris, oh God, Olin Duco, the other quarterback. Oh, Oladakun. Oladakun. Yep, that's what that says. Um, <laughs> P. Ryan, Cornell Powell, Daenerys Prince, kind of new. Um, Daniel Wise, interesting. Um, and then waived injured, which I'm very shocked about, Nico Remigio. Um, I'm yeah, sad about that one. I'm and really then sad. I guess we're going to get really all bad. the people I just named. Do we talk about Amir Smith Marset for a second? Yeah, I'm happy for him, but I'm his, sad for us. His stat line in the last preseason game was four for 101. Yeah, one touchdown, which is impressive. And I feel like personally, Andy Reid and them were trying to create tape for him so he could go get picked up. It yeah, was getting a conditional seventh for him. Yeah, so hopefully, he went to the Panthers. So hopefully, he can actually make their roster and then we can get that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing about Marset. Um, I'm really happy that he gets a chance because our wide receiver room, somehow our depth was just so great, you know, but here, here's the one thing that I wonder about him. Why did I just pick up a marker? I don't need that. I'm just like, (laughs) but here's some, here's my thing. You look at Byron Pringle and we all loved him here and he was great. And then he, he hasn't done anything. You look at Marcus Kemp. He just got waived today as well. So sometimes I wonder if it's Pringle made it. I'm sorry. That was incorrect information. He made the commander's roster this year. No, Kemp got cut. No, No, Pringle made it. Oh, well, I'm just saying he didn't do anything for Chicago last year. No, but I, I look at like Marcus Kemp and like, we loved him here. He was fantastic. And then he just got cut today. So Sometimes I wonder how much success these people would have if they weren't on the Chiefs, because sometimes I think like Mahomes can and sometimes the Chiefs, they can they can bolster people up with with the quarterback we have. But um, I hope that he is his good as good as he looked, because good Lord, I was a fan of him. I wasn't like on the Marset, you know, train like Amber Rashi Rice, but. I do feel like he could make another roster better. And I, I feel bad he had to go to the Panthers, but maybe he can do something great for them and be a spark that maybe like lights the flame there. I don't know. I mean, technically, so. he didn't play with Patrick that often in preseason. That's right. true. So he might be able to. Yeah. I mean, what, him, what strings was he playing Bryce with, Young? too? Like, oh, that might be him and Bryce Young might be pretty good together. Maybe. I don't think I wonder how he'll do against ones though. How often did he play against the ones? So that's just I want him to be successful. I'm just trying not to get my hopes up for the guy 
because we loved him so much here, but sometimes we love people here and then they go somewhere and else I, and then nothing happens for them. I mean, but I if also, he waves, can we just bring him back to the practice spot? Yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> like, sure. Come on over. Hey. Honestly, though, I agree. I feel like the Chiefs, we are, our organization is run so, so well that we have players here that they do so well here, like you said, Chrissy, and then they go yeah. to another team and it just does not, they just don't even look like the same player. Yeah, it doesn't click. And I think it's because you have Andy Reid who schemes people up and then you have Patrick Mahomes who can yeah. make almost anyone look better on your roster. Yeah. So like with ISM, and I honestly feel that with a lot of our quarterbacks, like you had Blaine Gabbert who's making these guys look really good, which is fantastic. But Andy Reid is scheming up the most perfect plays for Blaine Gabbert Correct. to make Amir Smith-Marset look really good and to make Byron Pringle, whoever. Byron Pringle didn't play, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He, he just makes players look so much better than they are. And so then when they go to another roster and you see them there, you're like, oh. And I think that's why so many Chiefs end up getting cut from other rosters is because yeah. they – are so good here and then people are like oh Andy, they'll be great here are. and then Andy finds a way to utilize their strengths and i yeah. think he has this the He's way so he special. sees the offense and like different offensive players especially we know andy's an offensive minded guy so right. i'm not like yeah. trying to not move into our defensive players here but andy he there's a reason he is a hall of fame coach there's a reason he has had two phenomenal careers with two different um teams yeah. and, and organizations he can see things in an offense better than anyone else in the league, in my opinion. And there's also a reason Easily. why Andy is always ahead like, of the crowd. He like, is always like it's almost crazy. Trends, and then everyone is trying to catch up to Andy. I feel like he can yeah. see these things that other coaches just are blind to. Yeah. And he can help elevate those players by giving them plays that utilize their strengths. And I just don't think like all the coaches in the NFL can do it. Like well, Andy can. the, the NFL has a really good Patrick Mahomes who can also see yeah. these things on the field yes. and call these things out to certain players. I mean, Travis, Travis, Travis too. And honestly, even, even McKinnon a little bit, even McKinnon a little bit. But we've heard way. several times about how Patrick and Andy will just draw something up and be like, let's do it. Like, yeah. We already said there's what four different versions of corn dog. Like what? Why? Oh, I have that on my yeah. shirt. Corn dog. Well, you can't Why is there four <laughs> versions of corn dog? Why? You know what I mean? But right. it's because they see these things that other people don't see, and they're able to be like, "All right, I know this guy can go out here." Yeah. yeah. And McKinnon was a great example, honestly, because like. McKinnon wasn't really in big name before he came to the Chiefs. And he's no. even older now. And look what he did last season. But the Chiefs just knew how to figure out how to utilize his strengths. Like That's you what I mean. The they're just, and he's going to make you into a playmaker. There are just some players. Let's just get into the wide receivers. Well, I just yeah. want to say there's, there's just some players that fit in so perfectly in, in the Chiefs' offense that don't do that in other offenses. So, like, yeah. McKinnon is a perfect example of that, of, like, He's meant to be on the Chiefs offense. He's meant to be with a bad left tackle. Oh, oops, sorry. So oh. this is the first year since <laughs> 2000. Wait, no, that's not hate toward Donovan Smith, though, by the way. No, that was hate towards Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to clarify. Y'all done Y'all Sorry, we're good now. Sorry, we can move on. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. Trying to keep us on track here. We've been here for 40 minutes. <laughs> we're losing time. Really, really. Oh, sorry. 
Hey, no, um, this is the first year since 2000 and, and what? my Twitter's not scrolling fast enough. 13 that we have kept seven wide receivers on this roster. We normally keep six. Yeah, so this is seven because like y'all said, we have so much great depth. Andy, Patrick, Travis, all of them know how to just kind of make all of these type of different creative plays for every single person on our team. I know that we've been asked a few times today, who do we think our wide receiver one is going to be? And I think we've all answered that several times, that there's not really a wide receiver one because everybody's role is so different. It's so impactful. It's so individual, especially to depending on what's happening here. So let's kind of get into it real quick, keeping these seven receivers, and I guess I should go ahead and name them off, but the seven receivers that we're keeping, of course, Rashi Rice, who might start off on the IR, right? Um, Sky Moore, MBS, Justin Watson, Richie James, and Justin Ross. Story for Justin Ross. I'm so happy. Such a beautiful success. It's such a good feel-good story. You know what? He deserves to end up with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, man. He deserves season. So yeah, this is the first year in a while. Ten years. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my god, we're so old. That we've kept seven receivers up, and I'm really excited. So if you had to think just quickly off your toes, out of the seven receivers, who do you think is going to have the most yards? Not necessarily a thousand-yard season, but the most yards this season out of the seven that we're keeping. And I know that is really hard to think about because Patrick's going to probably give you the ball up to all of these dudes. But and this does not include Travis Kelsey, y'all. Okay, we are not no. including him. <laughs> no, he he understand. He does not count. He's a unit. Travis Kelsey is a unicorn. He doesn't count. Here, here's my thing when it comes to yards. I'm not saying that he is going to be our, you know, biggest yarded yard. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I look at Rashi Rice and how he is a yards after cat monster. So mm-hmm. he may not be targeted as much as the other guys, but I think his yards will be inflated because of how great he is after the catch. Um, if I were looking at who I think is going to have the most yards between him and Sky Moore, I couldn't tell you. I think it's a toss up. I think MBS, and this is assuming Kadarius Tony misses games just – FYI. Which I personally think he might start off on the IR, but that's yeah, and same, I'm actually right. okay with that. Same. Save him for the back half of the year. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I think, think MBS will, will be our number one receiver technically with some big chunks down the field, which will you know help with his, his well <laughs> I, I, I can't talk. Um, hard. <laughs> but I really do feel like Justin Ross is gonna surprise people. I think he could be like a fantasy diamond in the rough. Um, but I think like Sky Moore and just uh, Rush Rice, I think they could be in the five to seven hundred yard range. Honestly, um, I would say Sky I, Moore a little bit higher. I would say Rashi Rice a little bit lower on that. Yeah. But I think Sky Moore is going to be getting more. I think the thing is Rashi Rice and Sky Moore. I think are going to be filling that juju role together. So because they were, I don't know, they were both in the slot a lot, and they yeah. were both catching some of those white those. I just saw a lot of Juju plays that, that Juju would have been making that they were making in preseason. So. so you don't think that is Justin Ross's role? 
I no, I think he'll be mixed in, but I think they'll get more than he will at the beginning of the season. I think he will start coming through later in the season where he is getting more and more and more. I think it'll start out smaller for Justin Ross. That's why I don't think his yardage will. I think it'll inflate towards the second half of the season, but I think it'll be less in the first part of the season because he is listed, I believe, as number seven. So yeah, he's he going to have to work his way in, but I do feel like he will work his way up that depth chart he's for sure. Six with KT being injured. That's what I. Yeah. That's what well, I actually yeah. tweeted out earlier. Is his touchdowns will be will be more beneficial. I think. Correct. I think he'll yeah. be like a Noah Gray role. He'll be getting all the touchdowns. He'll be in the red zone. I feel like he could be getting a lot of the Jody Fortson touchdowns being that big guy threat in the end zone. Yep, which is why I think we didn't keep as many tight ends as normal. Agreed. Because Justin Ross can fill into that heavier personnel role and fill in some of those key pieces. I've been looking at him like a tight end for the last, like, week and a half. I'm like, Justin Ross, you're a tight end. You are a tight end. You're not a receiver. He has the same build as MVS. So MVS has been working with him a lot because they have the, they have the same same. build. Like they stood next to each other when he was talking about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, they really are like built exactly the same. That's crazy. So like to have that same guy who's a veteran on your team, I I know that's, that's another gift for uh, Justin Ross. Honestly, like I'm, I'm just excited about our wide receivers guys. Yeah. I'm excited. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I think that was weird. I was just letting you guys finish. Um, no, I think I think probably MVS and then Sky Moore are going to finish pretty neck and neck there. That's my theory. I think, like you said, yeah. like Rashid, like I'm really excited to see how our wide receiver room pans out because I think there's so much potential all over the entire board. Um, I think it's going to be a surprise. I think it's, they're going to surprise the fans with who what. This is why I don't take any of them in fantasy because (laughs) because like I have no God, like, I have no godly idea what they're gonna do. Overall. I think I got Sky more in like the the ninth round. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was like, like I'll add him for I'll add him for depth. Yeah, I think I think I took him like in depth for That's one it. draft. Right, but yeah, I think um, I think MVS has all the potential to be a top wide receiver on our team. I think Sky Moore does. I think Richie James has weird potential. I think, I think um, take on a bigger role. I've been yeah. Rushy Rice and Justin Ross, like throughout the season, like you said, can move up that roster. Yeah. So I'm really I'm just excited for them. And that's totally fine. I don't have to take any of them in fantasy. There's plenty of wide receivers that are going to be wide receivers ones and twos. On um, plenty of other teams that don't matter. I do. I think BS is going to have the most yards um, this season. Again, I I can definitely see that. Not by a ton either. But I I think that he's going to be the leader. I don't know if we'll have a 1,000 yard receiver. Honestly, I don't, I don't think we, we will. might not. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. If we have I a bunch it. of wide receivers who are racking up the yards, like, cool. I'm fine yeah, with that's that. Fine. It makes us harder I, to stop. I think that's how our offense is going to be. And we saw that last season, and we had Juju who was close to it, and he probably would have had a thousand if right. he didn't miss a few games. If he didn't get in. Um, and I think, but even this season, like, we don't. There's not a guy like Juju. I mean, I guess that guy would be MVS technically, but like, 
I don't even know that MVS is going to get a thousand yards, and that's not like to discredit MVS because I think he'll be fine. He'll probably have more. He'll be great, but yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it'll be hard for for Kadarius Tony to get a thousand yards if he's missing games, like we expect him to miss games. So exactly. even if like even if he doesn't get injured down the stretch, but he starts on IR or something like that, yeah. I, I don't see him reaching that because I don't see him getting a full season in. Had he had, yeah. had, had, if we could expect him to get a full yeah. season, I might change my tune, but he hasn't done that yet. So right. until um, we I do will, that, I, I can't on the defense just a little bit. Um, somebody who I was very, very, very happy to see make this roster, Shamari Connor. Um, Yay. Yay. I think he took that. Deion Bush's job. Just saying, uh, yeah, and I actually liked oh, Deion Bush a lot. I liked Deion Bush, I'm kind of sad about that. I did too. I, like I thought he was great on special teams, too. Pretty high on Shamari, so I'm really, but yeah, yeah, like what him and FAU's development are gonna be. I mean, honestly, there's so many young guys on the defense, yeah. We yeah. got such a little baby team, y'all. I know. Babies. Again. Yeah. I love having a young team that's just. Now crazy. we just love it. We just well, love it. That's one great thing about having so many young guys in this window that we're in. A lot yeah. of these guys are going to have to be here for another four, another three years, four years, because they're still on their rookie contract. So that's why, you know, we get these guys in here, we develop them. They start to be these just lightning bolt players, which. I mean, all of our rookies from last year are already like, well, we're Super Bowl champions, and that's the only way we can think or look. That's, that's all they think, mentality. yeah. That's the mentality they're giving all of these new guys who are coming in, too. Yeah. And I think I'm, – I'm so glad that this year is not last year and that last year we weren't going against the, oh, my God, who's going to be the receiver and, oh, my God, who are we going to be on defense – because even though Chris Jones won't be there, we have a lot of guys on this team now who are really just with a championship mindset. Yeah. And I feel like they're all like, we got to figure a way to work it out with Chris being here or not. So I, I'm really kind of happy about that because um, it puts us in a lot more positive predicament, if that makes sense. One, one thing I wanted to touch on was the signing we made from the Raiders, who is Neil. Neil. Yeah, I said it. Neil Farrell. Neil Farrell. Yes, Neil Farrell. Uh -huh. Neil Farrell. 25. Mm -hmm. So, what I think... Had no pressures, no sacks last year. Why no. cut him? So, why get him and cut Danny Shelton? Is I, I watched some because film on Danny him. Shelton. So, my my theory... Yes, what? so we, we talked about this in spaces earlier a little bit. Um, That's true. On Twitter, but kind of the thing is, is Veach is really cruising with the young roster. It's like, true. that is his thing. He is cruising with the young roster. And I think Danny Shelton, I would have rather had him take that roster spot. 1,000%. 100%. But I think Veach is, like, so on his, like, train of his of roller getting, coaster, getting his train of getting He's younger. He's like the Botox for the Chiefs. Like, he get is. younger. Get yeah. Younger, get younger. Yeah. He's like, let's just keep getting younger. I see... I think he sees this guy as the potential of Danny Shelton, um, but younger and cheaper. I mean, and that's correct. Because he what does, he's going to be like, how expensive is Danny Shelton really? Well, like, it, I don't really know that he's that expensive, but I think this guy—he's a Super Bowl champion. He is a Super Bowl champion. Danny Shelton is. Who hung out on yeah. the practice squad all year though? So yeah, he, got he did. He can go anywhere um, else. That's my point. But this. <laughs> Yeah, but this new guy that we signed, I think, you know, 
I think he's going to be, there's upside there. And I think he was on the Raiders who had no help on defense last season, minus a few people, which is like a Max Crosby. But the Raiders and... are decently good defense. They're all yeah, they were like terrible. top 20 last season. Like they were not that good. The de- well, they play really, really good against Chiefs, which is enough for me. At least for one of the games. For I mean, we beat for the first game. The second game was terrible. I I will say I looked up um uh, the Raiders, a lot of the Raiders um like beat writers or whatever, the guys who were doing the press with the Raiders, they were expecting him to take a big jump this season saying that he was kind of playing behind a lot of guys last year and because of how their defense was built, that yeah. he didn't really have right. the opportunity. And so, uh, and that was just like two days ago that the that Sports Illustrated did an article on it. So um, I'm hoping maybe, but it's also like he's coming in real late too now. He's so like we have to depth learn depth our whole too. defensive scheme now. But he's coming in as a depth piece. He's not a starter. He's not really right. one of those guys. He yeah. has most of the front half of the season to learn the scheme, learn the playbook. And if we need him on the back half of the year, yeah. then he'll be able to fill in. I don't think he's going to fill in necessarily now. Um, what I, because the defense has built a good chemistry without CJ being there. Um, so, And what I think is a bummer is like Danny Shelton went through the entire Chiefs camp and put his whole entire heart and soul into everything and was such a great leader and understands our defense. And I just would have loved to see him get a roster spot. So I'm really bummed about that. I think he deserved it. I think he didn't really show out this last preseason game as we hoped he would. He was really good in the first two, Danny Shelton was. And then this last one, he kind of dipped off for me, in my opinion. Um, and I think that might be where the decision making came in. And now we have this uh, feral guy, Neil, and Neil, 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 <laughs> Neil Farrell. Um, and I'm willing to give him a chance. You know, he he now has a chance to be under Andy Reid. I will say that he has good agility. He knows how to move around well. And he was good at LSU. He's gonna though. want somebody who has more technique than anything. He's good at the run stop too. Yeah, he's not good he's at sacking. He's good at the run stopping. stopping. Correct. Yeah. And he was good at LSU. You know, this is his second year. Yes. So I mean, he was he he was yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it is what it is. If, again, you can't teach technique. Right. So right. If, he, if that's something that he's already good at, then Veach can go in there, Veach. Spats Bad. can go in there and make the adjustments yeah. he needs to make to get him to be that guy. And when you're going against this defense and this offense, there, you have no choice but to kind of sharpen your tools because they're going to yeah. look terrible. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to have to come in here and learn pretty darn quickly uh, to make it. So I think it'll be okay. I don't hate it, especially for what we got him for. It was like nothing. I think it was just a six so six round pick yeah at all I'm totally fine with that especially if it's depth but i do think that if we would have knew this chris jones situation was going to happen we would have went differently in our draft so absolutely that's what's i think that's what's really frustrating is like the whole chris jones thing is hindering us from we didn't get to trade this offseason we didn't get to draft his position right. and now he's holding our cap space hostage until i guess now because now we have that money available until he shows back up. And then we start paying him that. Um, paying him the whole entire you. situation is so frustrating because not only is he not here, it's affecting so many aspects of our team yeah. and so many off season signings we could have made or 
yep. trades or whatever it is. But um, I love that Beach is like, we're not about to sit around here and wait on your ass either. So we're going to do some stuff. Yeah. And I say, like, I'm, I'm very, very, very happy that if we're going to be in a situation where we're going without Chris Jones week one, <laughs> you weren't here for OTA's mini camp, training camp, or any preseason games. So these guys who have been out there, they've been out there together for months. And yep. so that yeah. makes me feel better. It's not like guys were sitting on the sideline and they just have to come in and they didn't get as many reps. These guys had to get a ton of reps um, over yeah. the past few months. So I will say, like, that is something that makes me feel a whole lot better. better. They might go out there and get their butts kicked, but at least, like, they got the reps. They probably have the, a little bit better vision and things like that. So yeah, I'm very happy that that is a situation that we're in at least and chris jones didn't come and stand on the sidelines all training camp and then just not report week one i i'd rather that than that situation so yeah if he wasn't gonna play then i'm glad he wasn't there exactly yep like don't be here and especially because what if and i know that he's not gonna get traded but what if he did what if he did get traded and he went through all the training camp all the preseason and he learned all of our everything and he already knows these things right but this year's version of whatever we did last year because you know they yeah. changed everything up a little bit yeah like, now you're gonna go to another team and now you know every all the ins and outs of our defense like heck no that's not gonna work either so yeah kind of like we saw um colin saunders do in the new orleans game he was like i knew they were gonna do that and it's like dude everybody in the world knew we were or, gonna do um, it like, like, one downhill but yeah i was like he knew that like do we want to do we want to touch on the Browns game at all? I know I didn't even watch it. If I'm going to be honest, I was at the soccer field, so I don't. No, I don't want to talk about it. Um, we were down a lot and came back and won. And Justin Reed kicked the field goal. Congrats! He did. And the guy who was the best on offense went to the Panthers today. So there's your recap of the Browns game. No, and you know those those third preseason games never. I mean, they're fine. It it is what it is. You have to showcase people and. Uh, and I will say Arrowhead, that was the biggest crowd at Arrowhead in a preseason game in history. Chiefs so Kingdom, baby. I do anything about what this home opener is going to be like. Oh, oh it's going to be insane. And I'm insane. so sad I won't be there. I will be rushing from soccer. I shortened soccer practice for this game. I was like, we've got God, pictures. We've so. got an hour practice. <laughs> yeah. and we are done because I am you watching. You couldn't cancel practice next Thursday? No, because I was going to have it on Monday, but Monday is Labor Day. And so I couldn't oh. practice on Monday because the school said we can't use the fields because it's Labor Day and they're oh, closed. So I was like, fine, we've got pictures that evening. Then we're going to go straight practice for 55 minutes as a scrimmage. And then we are gone because I am watching this book. I feel like you can do a 40 minute practice and it just be a walkthrough and y'all be okay. Oh, no, we're doing a hardcore scrimmage. Two of my teams are scrimmaging against each other and it's going to be hardcore and it's going to be awesome. And then we're gonna run out and go watch football. Oh, Lord. you're gonna be like, break, everybody, <laughs> bye, everybody, <laughs> bye, break. <laughs> well, I knew that we were gonna be able to cover an hour on the 53 man roster, and there was actually still a lot of things we didn't even talk about. Um, did we even talk about quarterback too? Blaine no. Gabbert, oh, Blaine Gabbert, quarterbacks, and we that we Michelle was gone. We, I mean, we, we touched on that, yeah. But. I, I do think it'll be interesting on what we do about finding a third quarterback because does Shane stay on the waivers and go I to the next Don't know. However, who was that who came available on the Patriots today that everybody's super high? Bailey, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, right? He got waived today. 
So what about Carson Wentz though, you guys? Like, don't we have interest in him? Apparently. We have I, interest in everyone. If I knew they were gonna do this, I'm like, go get Trey Lance for a six. Like, oh no, god, we'll don't bring Trey Lance here. No. Well, Trey Lance is good. It's just he was with a terrible. Well, he's in Dallas now. So yeah, he's fine. Yeah, but if we had we can like him in Dallas, it's okay. But if they knew they weren't going to keep either one of these dudes, like ah, I see what you're saying. There were I take my sass back. I take yeah. it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Good job. Got my phone but yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what we do with that third quarterback position since we can have that emergency quarterback on. Yeah, game. and no, that doesn't affect the roster. I. Yeah. I just want to say I'm not surprised that Blaine Gabbert, I think we've been saying that he's going to be the quarterback too. That wasn't really a question. So that's fine. Well, yeah, he got paid. Yeah. (laughs) Of course he got paid. Andy Reid. Some of y'all in the comments take my comments way too seriously. Like I didn't want Carson Wentz. I can't see the comments. It was a joke. It was a joke. I don't want Carson Wentz. I haven't put up many comments. It was a joke. Oh, yeah, you got to ignore Chrissy, guys. Um, <laughs> just the whole show. Just pretend I'm not here. I'm serious. But no, I mean, very happy all of our rookies who we expected to make it because we drafted and made this roster and didn't get cut like some teams cut some of their draft picks. I cannot believe I cannot believe the Chargers cut Max Duggan, the quarterback pick they took this season, this draft. Like, why would you? I. I don't understand. Chargers gonna charge. Chargers gonna charge. Yeah, they sure are. Chargers gonna charge. Well, I will say I'm excited about next Tuesday's episode because we will be recapping. Well, not recapping, but getting ready. We'll talk probably all about Chiefs, Lions, Banner Night, all of that good stuff. Oh yeah, Flags. that's gonna be. Oh, I cannot Flags. wait. Um, oh, we're yeah. gonna give a lot of thoughts next week on the Chiefs Lions game because. I don't think Chris Jones is going to show up and it's going to make a difference in this game. Um, it's going to be a shootout. And it's going to be great. You guys remember the last time we played Jared Goff? The first two weeks are going to be a shootout. One of the craziest Mahomes games in NFL like, history. Now, granted, Patrick wants to get hit and always put up 50 points a game, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is what we want him to do. No, but he's going to have to this season if Chris Jones doesn't show up, so... Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how the defense goes. Well, let's wrap this show. Um, we, I don't have them being. Gotta be done. They're not gonna be a top fifteen defense, but who knows? Anyway, I don't know. Wrap up. Let's get into the sponsors. Yes, Ken Seltzer, amazing, delicious. If you're in Kansas City, there's 13 different locations that you can go to to pick up. Your canned seltzer. <laughs> I got to bring some home with me. Yeah. Oh, my can correctly. Cheers. Um, if you are in Kansas City, I will pick <laughs> up all of my cans from Border Brewery. It's in the crossroads. It's across the street from Mission Taco. They have all of the canned seltzer in there. You can go in there and buy it. And if you let us know that you're going, we'll give you a promo code and tell the guys to give you a good discount. But Kid seltzer made with 100% real fruit. Gluten-free, but made in a gluten-free machine. I don't know what that means. I'm not a distiller. Um, when you drink it, it is very clean and refreshing. 
And every time you open it, it's going to explode on you. You know why? Because they pull their cans to the very, very top and they want it to feel like you're popping bottles of champagne when you open it up. I learned that this weekend when I was in Kansas City. So we told y'all, make sure you follow Kingdom Queens. Make sure you follow Ken Seltzer. And if you do, we put, we're going to give some away. It's our first giveaway. It's our first giveaway. And because Ken Seltzer hit 100 followers, which is crazy, Chiefs Kingdom is the best. Thank y'all so much. We're going to go ahead and give to two people instead of one people. So One people. One person. (laughs) We want to supply your tailgate with some awesome Ken Seltzer. And we are so, so, so grateful for all of our fans and all that good stuff. And just so you know, if you did not win this week, it's okay. We're doing another giveaway next week because it'll be our one-year anniversary of Kingdom Queen. Guys, next week is so special. I have to tell you this. It's going to be our one-year anniversary, and it's my daughter's birthday. So I have so much to celebrate next Tuesday, and I am so excited to hang out with you guys. I can't wait. So let's get into who these winners are because we picked two this time. So, and God, I pray that you're both in Kansas City. I think that you both are. Um, we're gonna That's also post the winners on right. <laughs> we're gonna also post the winners on our Kingdom Queens page as soon as the episode wraps too. But our yeah. very first winner, I'm super excited, Miss Jody Baker. Jody, girl, Jody, I'm not sure if she's actually going to tailgate this year, but I know that she's gonna have a huge party at her house. So, Miss Jody, we will be reaching Yay. out to you to figure out how many people you're going to have and getting you some kid seltzer. Yes, and then our second winner, super, super excited, super sweet, nice guy. Love him on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Keaton. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. Keaton, Keaton Jones. Keaton Jones. Jones. I'm not sure. I think Jones. Jones. Anyway, Jody Baker 80 is her handle. And K Jonesy1587 is here. So shout out to all of the supporters of Kingdom Queens and Ken Seltzer. Like I said, we will be reaching out to both of y'all today, um, figuring out what y'all are going to do for y'all tailgates. And we want to give y'all some good, good beverage to drink for your Chiefs game this week, next week. So, yes, yes. we're happy for everybody. Next week is a very special week for us. So we will be also giving out more Ken. The sponsor wants to just let y'all taste how good and refreshing it is. We'll be doing a lot of giveaways. Yeah. So thank y'all for tuning in again. If you're not following them, please go follow them right now on all social media outlets. Follow us. I'll let Chrissy do her job. But follow them for sure on all social media outlets. They are everywhere. So, yes, yay, I can't wait to give these away. Now it's going to be so exciting. Guys, we are like a little over a week away from our first, from week one, Chiefs first Lions. It's going to be nine days. Arrowhead is going to be insane. And maybe like 101 degrees. Um, but it's changing very drastically every day. So who knows oh, yeah. what it's going to be like. Not that perfect weather this weekend. I was like, oh yeah. my God. It was it's great. Cool. It was oh, beautiful. It was I still got sunburnt, but it's fine. Oh, <laughs> like, the sun is still strong, but it was yes, great. The sun is <laughs> strong. 
But make sure you guys are following. Like we said, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Make sure you're following Consultzer so you do not miss out on any of these amazing giveaways that we are doing with them. Um, and guys, next Wednesday, we'll remind you next Tuesday as well. But next Wednesday is also, uh, it's Red Wednesday. You get to go get all of your flags. If you didn't pre-order them, make sure you're getting them from McDonald's because they are so cool looking. And I know they sell out so fast. So, quickly. so get there year. early or you won't get one. Yeah. So, oh my goodness gracious. And it's only like what? $5? Like $5? Yeah. $5 yeah. and it goes to charity. It's fantastic. So um, yeah. guys, next Tuesday, we're doing the countdown here. Next Tuesday is our one year anniversary. I can't believe we've been here for one year. We That's love crazy. you guys. Everyone who has been with us from day one or day 360, whatever day it is. Three hundred fifty. What's sixty-five? Okay. But for all this is, we're off work. I do work in a bank, so that was embarrassing for me. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we appreciate you so much, and we cannot wait to celebrate with you next week on our one-year anniversary with our show on Tuesday. So Ooh. make sure you're following us so you don't miss out on any of the awesome action. And until next time. Oh, we're going a big giveaway too, I think, for the one year. Yeah, we're going to do a big giveaway. It's more than Ken. It's a lot of stuff. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Make sure you're following. So until next time, your queens have spoken. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hey.